Hello everybody, this is meteorologist Joe Martucci with the Press of Atlantic City and we are here with your South Jersey monthly weather roundup here for the month of March and we're actually in a new setting here. We are not doing our usual uh, go-to meeting phone and we are in person within the flesh. Dr. David Robinson, the state climatologist, he is actually, we are actually about three feet away. So this is very exciting for me. I hope it's exciting for you. Well, I thought you'd be disappointed, but that's great to have you here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, listen, you know, for, for you helping us out all the time, I figure, you know, one of these days I wanted to come up, made it work out today. We're actually here today. It's uh, April 1st, and we're here for a uh, Rutgers Career Fair. Uh, so appreciate uh, you taking the time out. You know, I like, I'd like to consider you my meteorological father. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I know you probably have many meteorological sons that are floating around, right? And, and, and numerous daughters as well. Right, and, and daughters and, as well, of course. And it's a big, happy family. Big, happy family. Exactly, exactly. So before we get into March's numbers like we usually do, we're talking about temperature and precipitation. Let's talk about something that happened really at the end of the month and uh, still going on to a lesser extent now. But the, uh, the Woodland Fire um, consumed 10,000 acres in South Jersey. Um, we, as in the two of us, uh, were actually... I had an article and spoke with you about this. How, when it comes to wildfires, you know, it's not so much about the record wet year that we had in 2018, but just how frequently it rains. And could you touch upon that and relate it to what we had going on this past weekend? Yeah, it really is a matter of what's happened lately, especially when you're talking about the pinelands. Uh, the soil's very dry. Uh, there's all kind of litter on the floor, and by that I mean. Um, needles and leaves and dry grasses and such. So it can become a tinderbox really quickly. Um, and, and this was a pretty common setup that led to this fire. Um, we hadn't had any rain in a little over a week. We had a good rainstorm on the 21st, 22nd of March. But then we got dry and it warmed up. Um, Saturday was in the mid-70s away from the coast um, and the dew point, the amount of moisture in the air was very dry. Dew points were down around zero degrees Fahrenheit in single digits. So the air was warm, the air was dry, we hadn't had any rain in a week, and the southerly winds were, it doesn't matter necessarily what the direction was, but the winds were blowing quite strongly um, on Saturday afternoon. So all the conditions were there, not only um, for a spark to potentially start a fire, but for it to spread rather quickly. And, and this is not uncommon in the spring. Uh, the spring tends to be the Pinelands fire season, with the exception of drought years when it could happen anytime. But, you know, the grasses have yet to green up and get moisture in them. Um, any deciduous trees in the, in the region have yet to leaf out, so the forest floor, where there are some deciduous trees, gets baked more. The sun is already as strong as it would be in September, um, around Labor Day for that matter. So, you know, all the conditions were there, and sure enough, that spark came. I've not heard anything about Yeah, the at the origin. time of recording, we haven't heard of anything about the origin of, of where it came from no. uh, just yet, but I'm sure we'll find that in the coming days. And, you know, looking at New Jersey, we have the Pine Barrens in the state, and that's a large part of South Jersey. And, you know, comparing it to other states in the country, um, where would you say, you know, New Jersey ranks in terms of wildfire risk on any given year or if it's easier even for you to answer, you know, this year specifically? Yeah. Um, in general, the Pinelands are, are real flammable. And you have some Pinelands out on eastern Long Island. 
And, and then you have to look maybe down along the southeast um, Piedmont and, and coastal plain, I, I should say. But then you head out west. And, and out west, you know, it can be a real tinderbox. They have very dry summers. You've had um, insects destroying trees there, so there's a tremendous fuel source these days. Um, and there's not been necessarily proper um, forest management. So there you can get huge, huge events. I might add, even up in Alaska, they have a tremendous amount of fire. Um, but here in the east, where people are so packed together and, and, and buildings and communities exist, um, it's a real threat, but particularly in these pinelands, re- pinelands regions. Right. Okay. Okay. So, you know, what you're trying to say is the West is probably the king when it comes to fire, fire risk, and even um, Alaska as well. Right. And that's just the U.S. I mean, the same thing applies to forests in Canada and in Siberia. They have a tremendous number of fires there in the boreal forests, which include some coniferous trees and such. You know, this year... Uh, the West is a little better off at, at to start because they've had so much snow yes. at middle and higher elevations. And the country itself is quite wet. So it's areas like the Pinelands, which can dry out so quickly, that are the most susceptible to fire this year at this time. Got it, got it. And let's uh, let's look at March as a whole now. You know, at Atlantic City International Airport, we were 1.2 degrees below average. Um, records go back to 1943, so a decent amount of time. Uh, but let's talk about the southern climate zone. You know, let's talk about the southern half of the state. Um, was the whole southern half of the state below average as a whole? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Saturday, we don't have all the final numbers in yet, but we're a little cooler than average, which is kind of an anomaly in itself. Yes. Um, But not excessively so. You know, as I like to say, the lions and the lambs were battling it out all month. We got off to a frigid start, but we had a couple of days make it up into the 70s, again, away from the coast. The coast is yes. still, with the cold waters, it's still pretty darn air-conditioned whenever the winds are blowing off the water onto shore. And we've seen that plenty of times. I remember we were in Pleasantville, right along the coast, or right along the bay, I should say, and uh, it just feels like we haven't really gone that really warm day yet. But if you're living, listening out in Hamilton or Vineland, much different story. You've had those um, you know, really good bursts of spring. Um, you know, one specific event I wanted to touch on was the uh, March 58th. Uh, we were about or even underneath 10 degrees below average, and we didn't even get above freezing on the 6th. Um, you know, explain for people in southeastern New Jersey or South Jersey, you know, how common is it to get a sub-freezing high during the month of March? Yeah, well, it was the only day in March this year where the entire state stayed below freezing. And uh, at in, at night, we had temperatures in the teens most everywhere and even single digits in parts of the Pinelands. Um, that's pretty darn cold. That's, that was associated with that late February, early March outbreak, which was somewhat similar to what we saw later, late in January. And that was the case this winter. We had those two times where the polar vortex, some of the coldest air relative to normal on the planet, visited the eastern United States. Unlike last winter, when the last week of December and the first week of January had hung around and kept getting reinforced, this year things came in and out pretty quickly. So we'd have a couple cold days and then be done with it. That's right. Um, and that was what made, for many people, it kept your pipe from freezing as much <laughs> this winter and things a little more palatable. Um, but that's what we had. We had just that outbreak of that polar vortex, which 
parked itself over the western United States in February, but a piece kind of broke loose and came east to end February and begin March. Uh, and precipitation-wise, we were slightly below average, 0.28 or 28 hundredths of an inch. Nothing unusual, pretty close to average. And snowfall, at least at the airport, was pretty much spot on. Was that the same for the southern half of the state? Yeah, precip-wise, we were very close to average. And very, really interesting, statewide, um, sometimes you have a, a wide variance. Even in the summer, within one part of the state, you have a wide variance. This month, the driest areas of the state had about three and a half inches of, of rain or melted snow. And the wettest places were just under five inches. So a very narrow range, very close to average. Um, in terms of white versus wet, uh, this was not the month for South Jersey to win no. out with the snow. You had that plenty early in the winter. You were selfish about it and kept yes. it down there. Uh, Central Jersey finally got into the mix, and northern New Jersey stayed in the mix as well. So snowfall was above normal in central and north Jersey, but south Jersey-wide was about half a normal, about an inch and a half versus normally about 3, 3.1 inches. So um, there was really distinct lines several times, almost demarked by Route, route 1, anywhere north of Route 1 had a couple good storms early in the month. One of them snuck down to about one I-195, but south of there, there was very little snow. Yeah, it it was very little, and uh, I'm sure there was, at least to my knowledge, there was one Central Jersey cross-country skier who was very happy during the first couple weeks of the month. Is that right? Do you know that person? I know him well. I was out six times in an eight-day period at the beginning of the month on my local golf course, which sadly now is occupied with golfers. They should just get some snow blowers in there. Yeah, yeah. You have to make some snow for that. Have to make some snow. So you know, this March much different than last March, Um, and we'll do like a little compare and contrast. But last March we had four nor'easters, and as you noted, even we had a fifth. It was like really out the sea, but there was a fifth one around. Um, Numerous days, you know, down here for the coastal flooding, and really, I think you know when I talk to people and we're talking about the month of March, people say. You know, coastal flooding is like their biggest concern during that period of time. We just straight up did not have that this March. Um, so let's just do like a little compare and contrast. I mean, why were we so active last March and this month? I mean, we touched upon it a little bit, but not as much so, thankfully, not as much so. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way the storm track set up the general flow across North America, across the Northern Hemisphere. And time and again this winter, storms were going up through the Great Lakes or sliding west to east to our south, clipping South Jersey with some snow. We didn't have nor'easters. The closest we came was that one was about the 20th, 21st of March to get us that heavy rain. And that really came up over New Jersey. It didn't even go offshore. Um, But that was kind of the closest we came to a nor'easter in quite some time. And, and last March, as, as you mentioned, we had four or five, depending how you look at it, nor'easters. Um, Jefferson Township up in North Jersey had 44.3 inches of snow in the month, which is a month, a record for the month of March in New Jersey. Uh, and, and sometimes you get in those patterns and you just get these repeat performances. And this year, the repeats were there, right. but they just weren't positioned along the coast, which really spared the shore of much coastal flooding 
and excessive rainfall mm-hmm. um, and or excessive snowfall um, this past winter. Yeah, and I I believe, to my knowledge, there really only coastal flooding event that was moderate or greater flood states, at least on a widespread basis, was in October. That, as far as I can recall, maybe if you can recall no, something I else, can't. but but the one we had a couple of, there was one that was moderate flood stage for Monmouth, Monmouth County and Sarawak Bay, but not not where we are down right. south. Okay. Uh, so we did it up pretty good. And you know, just let's I want to touch upon this for just a quick minute here. But you know, we have had. I, I mean, I would say maybe the past ten years where it's been pretty good to be a snow weather weenie because we get these nor'easters that have been coming, and it just goes to show that you know we don't have to have a nor'easter every winter. We don't need to have that classic one. No, no, and, and we and we don't. People think 10-inch snowstorms are pretty common. Even here in central New Jersey, we get a 10-inch snowstorm on average about once every three years, and people think they happen multiple times a year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not easy to get it to snow that much, and the further south and closer to the coast you get in New Jersey, it's even more difficult because you get that rain-snow or the snow-to-rain transition um, you really have to have things parked just right, but you're you are correct. Uh, you know, one of the snow capitals of the east in recent years has been Long Island. Yeah. The storms have just aligned themselves where they've pounded Long Island snow, and I, I, their average snowfall when you look over a twenty or thirty year period of time, uh, and I haven't. I'll leave that for the state climatologists of New York. Let them do it. Has, absolutely has increased by multiple inches due to these events that just time and again have hit central Long Island and eastern Long Island better than back towards the city. And some of them have also clipped um, southern New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else do we have here? You know, we're going into April. Um, growing season starting. We're getting warmer. Baseball has started. Um, even though it starts in March, I always get a little thrown off when it starts in March. But uh, how, how are we looking for a start of growing season here? I'd say the good. I'd say the good news is that we've had abundant rainfall. We've had multiple months at near or above normal rainfall. But we saw what that did for the Pinelands. <laughs> right. Um, but for any soils that are are richer in in loam, loamy soils that can hold the water for a while, we're in good shape. Uh, groundwater is in good shape. You know, in South Jersey, you don't have to be concerned so much with the surface reservoirs of North Jersey. So we're, we're in pretty good shape um, in terms of no drought anywhere in the area, um, no suggestion of such. Now, you look at projections a month or two or three down the road, you can, there's not much you can do with them. Uh, this is a transi- transition season. It's really difficult to know what's going to happen down the road. I mean, we've had a spate of above-average summers in terms of temperature, and I'm not saying that this will be one of them, but the odds these days favor warmer-than-average sure. um, summers. And precipitation, that's a whole <laughs> a whole different ballgame. That's a can of worms. Uh, you just don't know. Yeah, the thunderstorms and, and such, uh, tropical systems that come up, uh, it's next to impossible to project them for the spring and summer. Sure. Sure. 
So we're looking good for growing season, and uh, you know, warmer days are here, everybody. They are coming by the end of the month here. I mean, we're averaging close to 70, at least in the southern part, right? Uh, by the time you get to the end of April. Yeah. You know, yeah it's they, a little premature. And again, yeah, end of April. those yeah. of you listening to this along the coast, you have to be patient. Um, you, it's, it's interesting. You, you tend to have a longer season without any freeze. It ends early in the spring, and it doesn't come to late in the fall. But it still is slow to, uh, to warm up. So while you don't you escape the bitter cold, you don't escape the, the, the cool conditions of, of spring. That's right. So, you know, your growing season's long, but it takes you a while to accumulate what we call growing degree days, uh, which help things go along. I always say, if you want to see the forsythia multiple times, just take a transect towards the shore in the next couple of weeks, and you'll be able to see spring emerge as you get closer to the shore yeah. and further down the road mm-hmm. in April. Oh, I mean, there, there's been times where I've driven, you know, you go from Hamilton to Atlantic City, you drop 20 degrees. I mean, it's not uncommon. And going off of that, too, I mean, even a southerly wind, which brings warm air, that's what you think of. That's a sea breeze for much of our area, okay, May County, Delaware Bay, especially. Delaware Bay, yeah. You're done on a, on a south wind. You're in, you know, whatever, 40s or 50s, depending on the time of year. And even a southwest wind as well for, for at least the southeastern corner of the state. Yeah, it's really interesting. Just the direction of the wind can make a big difference. And that's why not all that common for the entire coastal New Jersey, Atlantic coastal, mm-hmm. not just Delaware Bay to all be in a sea breeze on the same day because if you look at the, the angle of the shore, it differs as you go up the mm-hmm. coast. Um, now, I remember a week or so, 10 days ago, the, the sea breeze was what we call synoptically enforced. And that means there was a high tour north that was pushing easterly winds in. It was last Wednesday, as a matter of fact, and we had southeasterly winds, and it was much cooler across the Garden State Parkway and west even of the Garden State Parkway. That was because there was a big pattern in the atmosphere, a high-pressure system to the north, helping to push the sea breeze inland and not just keeping it local. Mm -hmm. So you get these, and there the entire coast was was cooler. Right. But, you know, when it's localized, it it can really vary between north and south, and as you mentioned, Delaware Bay. Yeah, absolutely. We, we like to keep the Delaware uh, Bay people in mind too, because you know Delaware Bay. You're surrounded every west, every excuse me, every southerly direction is a sea breeze for you guys because of the bay. All right, so let's wrap up here. Um, just tell us what's new going on at the climate office. Anything you're looking forward to for the month? No, I, I enjoyed go, visiting Cape May and the uh, New Jersey Mosquito Control Convention a couple of weeks ago. Always good to get to Cape May. Of um, course. And, uh, you had a nice lunch, too, I remember you telling me. I sat on a bench by the beach and had lunch. Perfect. It's 45 degrees, but who cared? That was my spring break there from the university. <laughs> yeah. And it was spring break week, as a matter of fact. Um, we have a new weather station just put in last week at Duke Farms in Hillsborough Township, which is in Somerset County, so a little bit north of you folks, but it joins all the new stations we put in in South Jersey. Yes. Uh, we've got some eyes set on getting a station out near the Rutgers Marine Center at Tuckerton as well, so very be helpful. Able f- be able to fill you in a little bit more on that once we get the station 
um, all situated. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Whenever that may be, I know we have done pretty good with some stations down uh, our way here in South Jersey. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, just tell us where you can find uh, more information about what the state climatologist does yeah. and more. Well, you can visit us at njclimate.org. Or if you want to just find the latest conditions from one of our 65 weather stations around the state, you can go directly to njweather.org. Perfect. All right. Well, Dr. Robinson, thank you for uh, letting us come into your humble abode here in your office and hang out for a little bit. You're more than welcome to come up and invade central New Jersey anytime you hey, hey, want. Hey, hey. Welcome back. It's welcome home. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Welcome home. That's right. I did go to Rockers, and uh, we actually, backstory, we did, uh, I did research with him. Back in 2013. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I know. I'm coming up on 10-year high school reunion. How about that? Exciting. Well, I don't even want to hear about <laughs> that. <laughs> we'll save that for another time. But all right, but thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back with you sometime early May. Warmer weather. We'll be here, and uh, we will chat with you then. So take care, everybody.